Gridiron Grinder, Hut Hut Hike. All right, party people, it's Gridiron Grinder time. I'm Ryan. With me, as always, my buddy James. Just a couple of dudes hanging out, talking about what's going on in the NFL each week. This is episode 166 of Gridiron Grinder. And for tonight, we're going to kick things off with Main Matt Stadium. Then we're going to cover the news from this past week. After that, we're going to jump in and give you our week 10 power rankings and game picks. And last but not least, we'll close things off with our question of the week. So, yeah, James, how's it going tonight, man? It's going all right. How's it going with you? Good, man. Good. You freaking, you pumped for the show? Pumped for the show? Pumped for the weekend? I mean. Frick yeah. You get, or, yeah, I mean, you got, you know, uh, the excitement I, I see ahead of you. It's behind you, but it's also ahead of you. Yeah, exactly. So, first first game I've been to, and shit. It's been a minute. Eight, nine years? Holy cow, that's a long time, man. I think it was like when, no, it might have been 2012, the last oh, football game I went to. That's a long freaking time, man. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry to hear that, but it'll be good to good to get out there. It's like riding a bike, man. You go, you scream and yell with fans, you drink beer, you have a good time. Yeah. Uh, the, the last game I went to wasn't very good for for our Lions, but <laughs> it was like, yeah, because it, it was. It was 2012. It was week, week two? Of 2012. Okay. Let me see if I can look it up while you're thinking about it. Yeah. Because I remember the game. I want to say it was week two. Yep, I was right. Week two of 2012. 27-19 loss to San Francisco. Oh, was that the fucking Kaepernick game where uh, um, Harbaugh and Schwartz had the weird, or maybe I don't know if it no, was Kaepernick no, or Alex Smith. That was that that game was week one or week two, but it was in Detroit. It was the year after that game. Oh, gotcha. Okay, so you watched you watched it in San Francisco. You're saying. Yeah, I watched it okay. in San Francisco. Yeah, no, I'm just thinking back in the day, I'm like, geez, man, that Schwartz-Harbaugh handshake drama, like, uh, such garbage. Yeah. yeah, and, like, the question, like, Lions tried to come back, but it was it was a fucking pitiful game. Okay, okay. And they were well, down 14 That game to can't hurt you anymore. It's in the time. past, man. At one point, they were down by two touchdowns, and for some reason, oh, because they were down fifteen. I I missed the kick there. I was like, they were down two. Yeah. So yeah, because I was like, wait a minute, they. No, they kicked the extra point and then didn't score. Okay. So they they pulled within eight, with like a minute and a half left in the game. All right. That. Well, the past is the past, man. This, this is a whole that. new, whole new era of Lions, players, coaches, all the good stuff. 
So what I remember about that is my wife told me uh, we were dating at the time. She told me I drank 14 beers at that game. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, hard ass man. That's expensive too. Those game yeah. beers. Ex- exactly. I I. It was going bad, and I was just like, "Fuck, fuck this!" And you just went for it. I just went for it, and and you hopefully had a safe driver to get you home. So yeah, she didn't she didn't drink, so she she drove. Gotcha. After the game. Nice, nice. All right, man. Well, hey, why don't you do some name that stadium for us? All right. People need to play this game. I mean, just put a guess in there. I mean, geez, somebody throw something out. This week, we talked about it. It'll be obvious. I, I even told you I'm going to the game this week. It's a freebie. But as you can see, I'm traveling around, going to different stadiums that host NFL games. Um, first person to guess right, it's actually a special shout-out, will... Uh, Bookmark it. You can play it all your friends. Show how smart you are. <laughs> Last week, I was in Frankfurt, and I completely am drawing a blank on the name of the stadium now. It, why am I not remembering the name? Some of the crazy stadium? German name. A lot of throat no, sounds. It's 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 like it's. I want to say it's Deutsche Bank Stadium. Oh well, that's not even fun. But. Oh, no, it's just – actually, it's even worse than that. The reason I'm drawing the, a blank on the name of the stadium because the name of the stadium is Frankfurt Stadium. Oh, okay. All right. So, well, so it's not, e- not even a cool name, and as I'm trying to associate a sponsor to it, but apparently not. It's just Frankfurt Stadium. Um, look, it was the first NFL game in Frankfurt uh, – it was probably what I thought was going to be the best game of the week. I thought it was going to be a little bit more, a little bit higher scoring. Uh, I thought I didn't think it would be the tale of two halves, but um, I, I turned the game off. Like I, I turned it on and I looked. I was like, "Oh, Kansas City's up twenty-one to nothing." Oh <laughs> yeah. Why the Why the fuck do I want to watch the game? And then turned out that Miami made a push in the second half um, or in the third quarter. There was no scoring in the fourth quarter of that game. Seriously? Yeah, turnover and Dallas. Yeah, I do like that that game was on NFL Network at least, you know? Yeah. And I mean, it just, we were bitching, or I was bitching a couple weeks ago about all the streaming crap, but um, yeah, it's getting carried away, man. Yeah, this is, this is, I, I just happened to to pull up because there was no scoring in the second half. Drives drives in the second half. Seven play Kansas City seven are in the fourth quarter. Seven plays, twenty four yards. Punt. Twelve twelve plays on Miami's next drive, thirty four yards. Thirty four yards in twelve plays. How the fuck do you have thirty four yards in twelve plays? It must be a lot of penalties to like keep resetting the downs. I don't know, uh-huh. man. Like <laughs> a lot of penalties both ways. <laughs> Mostert, uh, no gain, fumbled. What the fuck? Fumbled, recovered by Kansas City. Fumbled, recovered by Miami. Okay. 
And then, anyways, so 12, 12 plays, 34 yards, three plays, nine yards, six plays, 31 yards, two plays, negative two yards, end the game. Like, so it was punt, 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 turnover on downs, end of game. Nothing in the fourth quarter. I don't even remember watching the fourth quarter, so that's probably why I don't remember because there was nothing to talk about. No action. Yeah. There's no real no action in in the game. Uh, see, Kansas City t- scored two offensive touchdowns, but had a fumble recovery for a touchdown. Anyways, I digress. That's where I chose. I thought it was going to be a good game. I thought I thought it was a bad game to put in Frankfurt because yeah, it was going to be a competitive game, and you want to start out strong there with your first game there. But the league completely robbed Kansas City of the Tyreek Hill return. Yeah. Kansas City was the home home team. Um, but, you know, play. Name that stadium. This week's a freebie. I'll probably tell you again where what game a little bit later on what game I'm going to. But yeah, it should be obvious attention. if you watch the show. <laughs> All right. Well, that's name that stadium. Thank you for getting that done, James. One day we'll have another taker. I can tell. It might be the offseason when our views pop back up. But that's okay. Let's do our recap of the past week. And so we'll start off by talking about Montez Sweat. The defensive end recently traded to Chicago. Uh, We were talking about it last week. You know, it seemed like a questionable trade uh, with him only being on this one year of his contract and them giving up a pretty decent draft pick to get him. Well, he ended up signing a four-year, $98 million extension. And so it looks like it's going to have some lasting power for them Mm -hmm. overall or after all. And uh, that's good. Usually you see those extensions agreed upon at the time of the trade because there's risk that you you trade for the guy and then you maybe don't get him and he goes to free agency. And, mm-hmm. you know, and so uh, but it's OK. Chicago got what they wanted. He already looks like he's having an impact on that defense. And so that's good. Uh, other than that, we've got a variety of things here. Uh, C.J. Stroud, we'll talk about him next. Man, the phenomenal Houston mm-hmm. rookie quarterback, James, uh, set the rookie passing record with 470 passing yards. Uh, he also had five TDs in that game against Tampa Bay. Just freaking mm-hmm. lit it up. And that's against a stout freaking defense, dude. Like, that was impressive. Yeah, I that one, that game... I'm, it's probably going to be one of your surprises of the week, but it's not mine. We can, if it is, we can touch on it then. I didn't put it in in my surprise just because you know the the outcome was you know it was close. I I think I had Tampa Bay to win, but um, you know I, I don't put anything past Baker and Tampa Bay. So <laughs> yeah, so so for some reason, like my model was seeing something with. With Houston in that game, some advantage. Um, it had I had the spread eh, fairly close in my model. Uh, I had I had a lot lower scoring though in my model. I had a three point victory by Houston, two point victory by Houston, but in, in my model, and that's one that I considered overriding because it was like my. My what the fuck? One of my what the fuck picks didn't make sense to you. Yeah, it didn't, it didn't make sense at all. But but I was like, you know, I think I think when I went when it boiled down to it, I had Houston higher on 
on my um, power rankings. So I just stuck with Houston yeah. on it. So I kind of lucked out there. I forgot yesterday to run till after kickoff to run the fucking game through my model for last night's game. And I, I, I screwed the pooch on that one. I'll take the L eh, for that. I could have seen it going either way last night, but yeah, it's, you know, win some, lose some. Yeah. That's, and I mean, anyways, I'll digress about my, my model oh. and my, my frustrations there, but yeah, it's, been a heck of a start crowd, man. Yeah, like I started, I started talking about them with you like week four, week five, like how yeah, how yeah. Just really I, phenomenal he went. He looked like I yeah, think it was. I think um, yeah, I think Richardson uh, took a lot of the spotlight, and you know you were calling it out that Stroud statistically uh, was doing really well. He just wasn't making the waves in the media like Richardson mm-hmm. was. And, um, I mean, you just look at where he's at now. I mean, he's like looking way ahead of his time for a rookie quarterback, man. Yeah. So, so like week four and looking back at the power rankings, I, I moved them up five spots on that. I mean, yeah, it was still to, to 21 or sorry, 23. It was like week four, 21, 20, 20. I moved him five spots to 23. Then I moved them up to 21 um and they've been kind of slowly moving up a little bit more and a little bit more and um since then okay but yeah see cj shots ridiculously good and it and extreme extremely impressive impressive um it also looks like with um carolina they kind of screwed the pooch on not picking him because Bryce Young is not having as good of a year or showing yeah. as much well, promise. You know, they were talking about it last night. Uh, I think Herb Street brought it up a number of times that, you know, pretty much any way you look at it, you're going to give them a pass for this year because mm-hmm. they're lacking talent on offense around him. But so is Houston. Yeah, but, you know, I think Houston, um, you know. Houston has a better offensive line, though, so. Yeah, I mean, but what I would say with Houston, and, and I actually I had this note to talk about in a minute, but uh, Nico Collins has looked really good in year two. You know, he's progressed very nicely as a young wide receiver. Um, they, they have had guys step up, and they do have a good running back. Um, but, yeah, no, I agree. I think Houston definitely needs – more talent, more weapons, and Stroud's getting more done with the guys around him. But, mm-hmm. you know, I think that, you know, people are just going to say, hey, Bryce Young's, you know, until he gets a number one receiver and whatever else, you're giving him a free pass, man. Which I, I don't I don't think it's good. I don't I don't like giving somebody a free pass like that because, I mean, simply, simply put. Yeah, when you're the number one overall pick, you got to perform. You're the number one overall pick. You got to perform. But my issue isn't he's not putting up the stats. My issue is he's not, he's not looking like an NFL ready quarterback. And at number one, yeah. you have to be an NFL ready quarterback. Like Carolina could have picked CJ Stroud, who is clearly, who doesn't have, doesn't have talent as much talent around him, around him as a lot of the other QBs in the league. And he's clearly head and shoulders further along than, oh, I than know, man, but nobody's got the crystal ball. 
you know, so, but it's all right. I mean, yeah, Bryce Young last night, you know, he was running a little bit more. I think that was good. It kind of opened up his game a little bit. And so it's, you know, give him time. But yeah, I mean, they're what, one and eight now? I mean, that's, that's a rough way to start. So. Yeah. And I think it was in Chicago's best interest talking draft pick wise for Chicago to win that game. It was in their best interest because of the fact that if, like either way, they they had an advantage, win or lose, they had an advantage in the game because of they have Carolina's pick. Yeah. But but Carolina has an easier road to getting the number one pick than Chicago does. Because okay. if I remember correctly, Chicago has uh, has a few cupcakes left on their schedule. Gotcha. Yeah, and Fields oh. might be coming back next week. It looks like so maybe yeah. that changes things for them. Although Bajent, he's he's done okay. You know, he did have whatever last week, some bad turnovers at the end of the game. But last night he didn't look horrible. You know, I mean he's he's got a good completion percentage, and you know, for an undrafted rookie quarterback, man, he's I think acquitted himself well in Fields' mm-hmm. absence. Yeah, so like Carolina has has basically, the, I mean, they have the Cowboys, Titans. Bucks twice, Saints, Falcons, Packers, Jaguars, where Chicago has have the Lions, Vikings, Lions, Browns, Cardinals, Falcons, and Packers. So they have that one extra game that's a, kind of a cupcake. Okay. I got you. I got you. All right. Well, let's keep going on the news here. I'll give you... Just some injury updates for some players. We got uh, Daniel Jones, the underwhelming, perennially underwhelming quarterback for the Giants. Uh, He has tore his ACL, and so he will be out for the season now. Uh, Another injury, Dallas Goddard, tight end for the Philadelphia Eagles, broke his arm, his forearm, in the game last week against Dallas. Dallas Goddard broke his arm against Dallas. Uh... He's going to be out for what they're saying is four weeks, which I thought was a pretty quick recovery for a tight end that's going to have surgery mm-hmm. on his forearm. A tight end that's going to be blocking and catching the ball. <laughs> yeah, be out I, four weeks. <laughs> I saw that too, and I, 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 I was like, seriously? Yeah, maybe they're maybe it's one of these breaks where they're going to put a plate in it or something, and. You know, who knows? But uh, I'd be real careful with that. <laughs> uh, next up, we got Justin Jefferson. Man, you know, everybody knows him, that badass wide receiver from Minnesota. Uh, he is listed as questionable as he's coming back from a hamstring injury. Uh, but the thing I wanted to mention is that he's saying publicly, if he's only 80 or 90 percent, he is not going to play. And so the team has him listed as questionable. It sounds like he's saying he's not going to play. I guess we'll see. Uh, And then next up, we talked about Nico Collins just a minute ago, the uh, rising Houston wide receiver. Uh, Looks like he is going to be out with a calf injury this weekend. And so that'll be a little setback for Stroud. Although he did put up five TDs last week, I'm sure he'll find someone. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then T. Higgins, another wide receiver. Uh, Cincinnati, the number two behind Jamar Chase. Uh, he's expected to be out with a hamstring injury. And oh, 
I missed that one. I I think I have T. Higgins on my fantasy. Oh, go, you ahead, better, go ahead. You better check that. You better check that. Uh, and then in positive injury-related news, Kyler Murray, controversial Arizona Cardinal quarterback, Kyler Murray, uh, he is expected to play this weekend. And they're saying that they expect him to run just like he normally does. Uh, no training wheels, no holding back. So uh, good yeah. to see him get back on the field first time since last year. And, you know, that team with Dobbs was hanging in a lot of games. And mm-hmm. so it makes me wonder, can Kyler Murray get him over the hump and, and win at least a few more games? Uh, you know, time will tell. I think they need it with how much money they spent on him and all the drama that surrounded him in the past. Uh, it'd be huge if he could notch a couple W's for that team, man. So it's in Kyler's best interest to notch a couple W's for that team because if they have the number one pick, which they are currently slated to have, that team is going to is going to move on from him and draft uh, Caleb Williams, not Caleb Williams, uh, Caleb. Uh, is it Caleb Williams from USC? Yeah, what the fuck's his last that name? That sounds right. Williams didn't sound right when I said it, but it <sighs> could be. You know, I don't do all the college work until I don't know a couple months before the draft. <laughs> It is, it is Caleb Williams. Yeah. So it is Caleb Williams. I, I think I was, I think I was confusing because um, it's Derek May and Caleb Williams are the two quarterbacks in this draft. Gotcha. Or the top two. Um, I think they're the only ones that really translate currently to the NFL. But whoever ends up with one pick, I guarantee you they're drafting Caleb Williams. Like. So, yeah, you got to find yeah. your way out of that contract with, with mm-hmm. Kyler. I'm sure they're going to have massive dead cap hit if they just bounce him or trade him or whatever. Yeah, I'll I'll look that up, but I don't I don't know if it's actually I don't think it the cap hit is that bad. Um, you go I'll go to, over the cap. Okay, you check it out. But <clears> yeah, <throat> I, I don't I don't really think for some reason I was thinking it, the cap hit wasn't that bad for it, but I could be wrong. I remember, let me see, Cardinals. So, for 2024, why the fuck did I click Cardinals and it went to the fucking Cleveland Browns? I don't know. Can't help you there, homie. All right. I've I've done this three times. As soon as I start to hit click Cardinals, an ad pops up which shifts the Cardinals down <laughs> and is making me click. Um, oh, shit. Okay. So his cap hit next year, it's, it's actually not that bad of a dead cap hit for them because – Really, it will cost them only thirty million more against the cap to cut him than have him on the roster next year. His cap hit hit for twenty twenty four is fifty two fucking million dollars. Jeez. Which 
is ridiculous. Yeah. I think it I think it even gets worse after that. But the page isn't working right. That's okay. What the fuck is up? I want really want to know what the fuck I searched for for the ads <laughs> I'm getting on this. Uh, oh, to... yeah. A little scandalous. Yeah, I, 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 I don't I don't remember searching for anything on this computer because the only thing I use this computer for is fucking our podcast. And maybe you had a late lonely night after Gridiron Grinder. Nope. <laughs> I, I literally have deny, deny, deny. <laughs> uh, anyway. All right, let's keep it going here, James. So, uh, next up in the news, I saw. J.C. Jackson, the cornerback for the New England Patriots, who was traded to him this year. He was there, then went and now traded back and blah, blah, blah. Looks like he's not going to be in Germany for their game this weekend. Uh, The team is saying that they're keeping him home uh, so that he can do a what they hope will be a mental reset. And so I don't know what the heck that means, but it sounds like that guy is having some kind of personal crisis and mm-hmm. the team is worried about him. And so they're keeping him home and hoping he gets his head straight. Oh, not sure if you knew anything about that. So no, I didn't hear it. I actually hadn't hear heard about that. All right. No worries. Uh, next up, Tom Coughlin, the uh, inaugural Jacksonville Jaguars head coach and two time, Super Bowl winning head coach from the New York Giants. He's being inducted into the Jacksonville Ring of Honor, which is nice for him. I always like Tom Coughlin. Uh, bummer when he got fired, but hey, you gotta you gotta win. And you know, they, they didn't want to wait every however many years for him to get that sneaky Super Bowl. So yeah. Uh, and then the last thing I got here is with the Denver Broncos, they have released plans to build a $176 million training facility. So good for them. They got a lot of money, and I'm sure it's going to be pretty fucking sweet. So, uh, yeah, that's all I got for the news, man. I think that's about all I had and on it. And I I was a, I did see T. Higgins was listed out. I just hadn't checked my fantasy roster recently on it so I, I i switched that just to let you know i didn't fuck myself over it's all good man all right surprise games of the week uh i have none yeah i mean the only one i had was a question mark which which would have been green bay over los angeles but you picked green mm-hmm. bay over los angeles if i'm not mistaken i just thought the rams I thought even if they were going to lose, you know, I know that Stafford was out, but I just thought, man, it's a Sean McVay team. You know, they should still be scoring some points, man, and they just shit the bed. But, um, yeah, other than that, man, I don't have I don't have any from this past week. Yeah, like, I I didn't know that Brett Ripien was, was playing quarterback when I predicted that, but I just – I told you like there's some sort of mental block with the Rams playing in Green Bay yeah and I I knew that Stafford was um you know 
it was like a questionable thing if he was going to play or not. But I don't know. I just I had faith that McVeigh would find a way to get these guys to put up points. All right, let's uh, move on over here, and we're going to do our Week Ten power rankings. And so, James, I see you're a little busy. I can kick it off and give you my one through five. Buy you a little bit of time here, man. So, uh, at one, I've got the Philadelphia Eagles. They keep getting it done. No reason to rock the boat. You know, they're winning eight and one. So, I got them up at one. Uh, Two, I've got the Ravens. I bumped them up one spot, uh, which, you know, I think the key takeaway from their game last week is that. I don't feel as bad about the Lions getting beat down by them uh, after they just did the same thing to Seattle. And and we had a neck-and-neck loss to Seattle earlier in the season. So uh, at three, I've got the Chiefs. I moved them up five spots. That's one where I had to correct sort of like my overreaction last week after you gave me those circumstances around the Denver loss. Uh, And then also I like that they beat Miami, who I had higher up on my board. And so... You know, I kind of had to flip their two positions sort of respectively. Uh, Then at four, I've got the Jaguars. They were on a bye, so they didn't move. And at five, I've got the Bengals. Uh, Burrow stayed healthy for yet another week. He's looking like that uh, ankle, calf thing, whatever he had going on is is behind him now. And uh, kicked ass for another week. So I moved those guys up two spots. And, uh, yeah, that's my one through five. Uh, Whenever you're ready here, James. All right, so I have no changes in my one through five. Um, easy, easy. Everybody in my one through five won, with the exception of Dallas. Dallas, I had it for right behind Philadelphia. It was a close game. Um, so I have Baltimore first, Detroit second, who was on a bye, Philadelphia third, Dallas fourth, Kansas City fifth. All five of of them won. Except for Dallas, Dallas lost in a close game to uh, mere inches from winning the game, maybe feet from winning the game. Feet, pun intended. Yes, <laughs> pun intended. Um, yeah, you expect the game. more from Dak, man, than to do yeah. that. Come on. Exactly, and so I didn't feel like they should drop off that game, especially since I had Philadelphia rated ahead of them, and the game went just about how I expected. Okay. All right, so uh, 6 through 10. Let's see, I've got the Lions at 6. They didn't play last week, so I kept them where they were at. I've got the Dolphins at 7. This is one where I adjusted their position with the Chiefs, and uh, I gave them a five-spot drop. It also... Had a little bit to do with some of the bye weeks, kind of getting tricky with where I had to adjust some people on the board here. Uh, But I also wanted to keep them above Cincinnati for the time being. And so, um, I'm I'm sorry, it was important for me to put Cincinnati above them, just the way Cincinnati's playing. And so that's where uh, it helped kind of push Miami down a little bit further than maybe a loss to the Chiefs would have warranted normally. Uh, But at eight, I've got the Chargers. I am starting to jump back on that bandwagon, James. I I know that it was a fairly, uh, you know, I don't know if you would say fairly tight game against the Jets, but they performed well against a strong Jets defense, and they performed 
in multiple uh, facets of the game. They had special teams in play. They had defense in play. Uh, everything was working for them. And that's what we want to see out of the Chargers because they have the talent all around. They just got to use it right and they got to make it happen. And so, I don't know, if they can build off this momentum, I think they're going to be a tough team to beat. Uh, then at 9, I've got the 49ers. They were on a bye, so they didn't move. And at 10, I've got Dallas. And so uh, you were nice to Dallas, and I, I think it was probably, you know, for good reason. Yeah, they lost to Philly. It was very close. Uh, but with their record now at 5-3, and three, uh, along with San Francisco, and them having lost to San Francisco, uh, I know that that's earlier in the year and, you know, whatever. I just felt it was appropriate to pull them down a little bit further on my board. Uh, and so I got them at 10. I dropped them five spots. Back to you, man. Not much change. I'm just going to say this. There's not much changes on my board this this week because with the buys and who won and who lost and, and who they beat. So this, this is probably like coming up is my – this is my – actually, this is my probably the most my biggest action. change. <laughs> is is Cincinnati I had Buffalo I have Cincinnati at six. I had Buffalo at six last week. Um Cincinnati at eight. I flopped Cincinnati and Buffalo. Took took Buffalo down to eight, put Cincinnati up two spots to six. Miami, I left them the same. Um I thought I thought that I'm not gonna my issue with killing Cincinnati or Miami for how they played in Frankfurt and is like it's one of those things where I didn't kill Buffalo for how they played in England because of the like it looked like they sure. didn't wake up till the second half. We talked a little bit about that early earlier. Like it was like the third quarter and then like the fourth quarter, neither team played well. But so I didn't want to move Miami from seven, seeing as though they lost to Kansas City, who I had above them, and they lost by a touchdown ultimately. And then, like I said, eight's Buffalo. Nine was Seattle. Yeah, they lost to Baltimore. Baltimore's a really fucking good defensive team. <coughs> yeah, and they're looking pretty fucking rock solid, man. And so, and I have Baltimore as my number one team, plus the teams that I had, had immediately behind Seattle were on buys. So Seattle kind of lucked out with how it fell and stayed at nine and then san francisco who was on a bye i have them at 10 had them at 10 last week gotcha okay uh so at 11 i've got the bills i dropped them down one spot uh i think you and i were both expecting cincinnati to beat them so i didn't want to drop them hard here but uh on the on the loss i moved them down one 12 i've got seattle yeah it was a bad loss to baltimore uh but like you're saying you know baltimore is pretty high up on the board uh and they did beat Cleveland, uh, so I wanted to keep them above the Browns, which who I have next. And so Cleveland at 13, uh, they didn't move even though they got the win. Part of that just because the board blocked them out here, but uh, Deshaun Watson's back, and he did play well in that game, which bodes well for them going forward. Uh, at 14, I've got the Steelers. Uh, another one, they found a way to win. They just keep scraping by. Uh, you know, I do question maybe some of the competition they've played in that five and three record. Uh, but still Tomlin, you know, just, man, he's one of these crazy coaches that just finds a way to get it done. Either way, they're at 14. They didn't move. And then at 15, I've got the Texans. I moved them up two spots. 
Uh, I mean, hey, we talked enough about C.J. Stroud already. The dude's freaking crazy, and um, I'm just getting pumped up, man. I'm liking that team. They got a ton of injuries, a ton of adversity. They're finding ways to win, nonetheless. Uh, they're sitting at four and four now. I was not expecting this, so I'm I'm happy for those guys, man. Back to you at eleven. All right, at eleven, I have Jacksonville. They were on a bye, didn't move. Cleveland beat Arizona with Jacksonville being on a bye, and the fact that they beat Arizona. Um, I didn't, did not move them. Uh, 13, <laughs> no movement again. Pittsburgh beat Tennessee, who I had a couple spots behind them. It was a close, it was a close game. Um, 14, I have Minnesota. I didn't move them. This is, this is going to be a trend on my power rankings this week. Yes. Um, uh, just tell but me you it, took the week off, James. <laughs> no. You've got reason no. for all of it. It's just uh, it's like just funny. Minnesota, Minnesota won. I had Atlanta behind Minnesota. I did drop Atlanta coming up. Um, so I think there's no fucking reason a team should lose to a quarterback that didn't take a fucking snap the entire week of practice didn't even, oh, didn't even I know, know the name know. of any other yeah. any player on the team and it's not only did they lose but they they allowed him to put up 31 points yeah it happened it happened last year when baker was with the with the rams and baker came in like came into the game and brought him back but that was like late in the game so like the quarterback that whoever was the starter at the time for Stafford was there for like most of the game and baker had to come in late this one, the yeah, rookie, like right off the get go. Yeah, it was like the first drive of the fucking game, and Josh Dobbs, who hadn't even taken a taken a snap from the center before Sunday, yeah, fucking won the game. It's more of a statement on Atlanta than it is on Minnesota. <laughs> <laughs> so no fucking way am I going to move them off of that. They lucked out. I love, I, I told you this, this was for our question of the week last week, this was the most impactful trade that I saw. I didn't think it would have immediate impact like that. Oh, I know, man. But, yeah. And then 15, I have Tennessee. They lost to Pittsburgh, but the team, so you had, where I had, I had Atlanta at <laughs> 17, who I had lost. But the team that I have behind them, to explain this, I have to explain I have the Chargers at 16 because the Chargers beat the Jets. I'm going to say that again. The Chargers beat the Jets. Yeah. The Chargers do not get any fucking credit for beating the Jets. <laughs> do it against a team that can actually play play football and, and will talk. I know, so, but the Jets do have a really, really good defense. They do, but... The problem with the Chargers is not the offense. Yeah. No, that's the true. With the Chargers yeah. is the defense, and the char- the Jets don't have a fucking quarterback. Yeah, you can't. Yeah, you can't say that the the defense really lit it up, even though, you know, because yeah, because it's against Zach Wilson. I got you. All right. So uh, for me at sixteen, I have the Jets. And I dropped him one spot, could have gone lower, but 
you know, their defense is keeping them in games, even though, you know, this was a bad one, obviously 27 to six, but um, you know, I'm, I'll, I'll keep dropping them slowly, but surely uh, at 17, I have the saints. I moved them up three spots. This is just one of these spots where the board gets a little bit dicey. So they're getting kind of a healthy bump off their win. Uh, at 18, I've got the Raiders. Uh, probably getting a little bit carried away, but I moved them up four spots. And it was really just about showing their interim head coach, Antonio Pierce, some love. Uh, a lot of those players have been speaking out since McDaniels is gone, talking about the change in the locker room, and they're pumped up. And so, uh, you know, I'm just going to give them a little bit of little bit of a boost here for that maybe short-lived but uh we'll see at 19 i've got the buccaneers i dropped him down one spot disappointing to see that defense get shredded by a rookie quarterback but pretty phenomenal performance uh and so you know i dropped him down one here and then at 20 i've got the vikings i pretty much stuck a fork in them last week after cousins went down looks like that might have been premature now with dobbs and so uh, if he can keep them afloat, I'll keep bumping them up the board, man. Back to you uh, for 16, man. 16, Chargers, oh, I kind of hit that. 17, this is where I had Atlanta. I dropped Atlanta down, so these teams all naturally moved up. Um, Houston moved up one spot to 17. If it weren't for having Atlanta there, um, they probably wouldn't have, have moved. Um, 18... New Orleans moved up one spot. They beat they beat Chicago. That's one of my worst teams. Nineteen Vegas moved up one spot. They beat the Jet the Giants. Again, one of my worst teams. And then Indianapolis moved up. I think that math is wrong. I think that should only be one. Did I fucking forget to put the Rams on my power rankings? I see them at twenty one. Oh, okay. I was like, wait a minute. So Indianapolis moved up two spots. Um, they The two spots, they beat Carolina, who's one of my worst teams, but I had dropped Atlanta down and then kind of kind of dropped the Rams down, but they got, got a push back up. So Indianapolis got a two-spot bump. They beat Carolina. That's nothing to write home about. Um, this At this rate this year, the only team probably in the league that can't beat Beat Carolina is who did Carolina beat? Uh, didn't they uh, beat Houston, man? Because it was it was the number one against the number two. Oh yeah, I don't know. I don't know if there's there's a team in the league that maybe Green Bay is the only team in the league that can't beat Carolina. Okay. So I'm not. I'm not. Not really impressed with with the win, but kind of there was some movement ahead of them that dropped teams down. Yeah, I got so, you. Yeah, combination of factors. up at twenty. Uh, yeah, and I've got I've got Indy at twenty one on my board, and so I moved them up two spots. They got a win, but it wasn't like an impressive win, like you're saying. Uh, but the board helped them out here. At twenty two, I've got the Falcons. I dropped them down six. Uh, changing quarterbacks did not help at least not yet. I don't know, man. I, I, I think for the Falcons, I was expecting to be much more of like a powerhouse running team than they have been this year. And maybe some of that's because of the problems at quarterback. I don't know, but man, I really thought that that running game 
could have carried them much better than what we've seen out of them so far. Uh, and then at 23, I've got the Rams. I dropped them down four. Kind of told you already, you know, even with a backup quarterback, I thought McVay could have pumped out some more points from them. So I kind of smoked them a little bit here. Uh, at 24, I've got the Titans. I dropped them down three. You know, you're going to get a little bit of growing pains with Levis, but they, I think they've made it pretty clear they're going to stick with them, and I think they should mm-hmm. because you're seeing the potential and the players around him like him. And so uh, I think he's the future. You just got to ride out some of these bumps that you're going to get with the rookie quarterback. Uh, and then at 25, I've got the commanders. Sam Howell, he's starting to move that offense really well in recent weeks, which is great to see. Um, you know, of course, they did win that game with a pick at the end against the Patriots. And so uh, good to see their defense coming alive a little bit, too. Uh, back to you at 21, man. 21, I have the have the Rams. I'm With the Rams, like, I didn't want to kill them because they were playing their backup quarterback. Um, yeah, they lost to Green Bay. The problem in Green Bay... The problem with killing them for it is they were playing a quarterback that has, I think, 95 total receptions in his entire career. No, 98 receptions for 950 yards total in his career. He has less than a 60% completion percentage, um, and he has four touchdowns. He has thrown four touchdowns and has nine interceptions. Not good. Not good. Um, I'm surprised he's still in the league, <laughs> even as a backup. So I'm not. I I. But I'm not going to kill them because Stafford will be back. Um, but I I kind of dropped them one. But then I moved Atlanta down to 22 from 17. There's there's a lot of problems in Atlanta. It's they're kind of fucked this year. I'm off the bandwagon completely. I yeah. probably would have moved them further, but the next four teams I had lost. And so I'm not, I didn't want to move them, move a team that lost up. Uh, 23 have the Jets. They lost to the Chargers. They didn't move because, like, Right in here in this range, there's no move. There's no movement for my next next teams because because like you have to go to 26 for the next team that that won, uh, which wasn't that impressive of a win. So so I left the Jets at 23. I left Tampa Bay at 24, and I left the Giants at 25. Okay. I think I for some reason I when I did my power rankings, I forgot about the Daniel Jones news, but also. I think it. I forgot about the Daniel Jones news because of the simple fact that that whoever they're putting in at quarterback is an upgrade over Daniel Jones. <laughs> so well, when it they, was Tyrod they, Taylor, I thought okay, except now Ty, Tyrod Taylor's on IR too. So <laughs> right, right, but but okay. Uh, let me rephrase it. I think the only people that would not be an upgrade at quarterback over Daniel Jones is you and me. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm not in playing shape, but okay. Yeah. So, so I'm, I think it, I think with whoever's going in there with Daniel Jones is going to be an upgrade and I'm kind of holding, 
holding Pat here, especially because didn't the Giants just beat Washington like two weeks ago? Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm not. I don't know, man. I I think you can stick a fork in the Giants. They were selling at the trade deadline, and oh, um, I think you can stick yeah. a fork in all these next five, six teams. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. No. Good point. Good point. Uh, all right, so yeah, at 26 games, I've got Denver. They were on a buy, so they didn't move. 27, I've got the Patriots. I dropped them down two spots. You know, Mac Jones blew it for him again. Uh, I think you got to pull the plug on that guy, to be honest, man. I'm surprised they're sticking with him. 28, I've got the Packers. I moved them up three. Uh, you know, part of this was that I wanted to get them above Carolina and Chicago. Um, and then also with the Giants having Daniel Jones get hurt and whatnot, uh, I moved them down, and so it kind of helped Green Bay go up maybe one more spot. But uh, So, yeah, Giants at 29, I moved them down two. Uh, and then Carolina at 30, I dropped them down one. So I got them out of the dumpster fire last week. Now they're dangerously close to going back in it. Of course, after last night's loss, they probably are going back in it, but – uh, we'll wait until next week to figure all that out, man. So over to you. All right. And then next seven, eight teams, there's probably only two arguments that somebody could make for them moving up. Um, but 26, I have Washington. They beat New England. Yeah. It was a close game against New England. Um, they got lucky in beating New England, in my opinion. And I have New England had New England going into the game at 29. So I did not feel comfortable moving Washington up any moving Washington up even one spot from here. Plus I, like I said, they just lost to the giants. Um, 27 Arizona lost to Cleveland. I have Cleveland pretty high on my board and all these teams here lost or were on a buy. So I didn't move, move Arizona from, from 27 Denver on a buy. They stayed at 28. New England, New England lost to Washington. Yeah, I could drop them for it, but I thought the next two teams lost on it. So, so I'm where am I going to drop them below Chicago, who I have at thirty? How am I going to drop them below Chicago, um, who I have at thirty, who just lost to New Orleans um, yeah. this past week? So I left Chicago at thirty, left New England at twenty nine. And so that takes us to the dumpster fire, and uh, I've got the Bears at 31. Welcome to the dumpster fire, of course. They did just beat Carolina, so maybe they're coming out this next week. And um, then I got the Cardinals at 32, you know. I don't think anybody was expecting them to beat Cleveland, but, you know, at 1-8, and they're bottom of the barrel. They're probably going to stay that way for a while. So what do you got, James? At 31, I have Carolina. They lost. Um, you could make the argument that because Carolina lost and Green Bay won, that I should have flipped them. I have Green Bay at 32. But I don't think it's very impressive to beat, like I said, a quarterback yeah. that has 95 total completions in his career. I'm sorry, 98 completions in his career. Let me actually just read his stat line instead of <laughs> score. He's 98 for 168 in his career for 58.3 yards. I'm sorry, 58.3 completion percentage. He has 950 total yards passing, 
four touchdowns and nine interceptions. Yeah. Like, yeah. I got no problem him. with you bashing the Packers, man. You beat him. You beat him. It's it's what as impressive if you beat a team quarterback by me, who can't really throw a football more than five yards. Just um, hand it off. <laughs> yeah. So, so I think I think the Rams went in. Didn't game plan for Ripon to be playing. Thought Stafford was oh, going to be man. playing and game plan for him. Of course, that does remind me, James. So this was a Patriots. Uh, what was it? They beat the Bills by running it the entire game, or what did they? Yeah, they, they passed threw, like once or twice or it was, something. It was it was two years ago. They threw. Three passes. I remember the game you're talking about. Yeah. It was come on, was, man. We can pull like, that off. It was it was a completely shit weather game. Yeah. Um. Let me let me think about that. What it was? <laughs> it was uh, Mac Jones. That was Mac Jones' rookie year, probably. Yeah. Yeah. So that would have been 21, and if it would have been 21, it was. October of 21 I want to say um 2021 it was yeah I remember the weather was dicey and I just thought holy cow they're just going to keep handing it off and somehow they're going to win <laughs> it of course was... that's what the Bengals basically did to them in the playoffs in the it snow was, it was in, in my opinion, it was it was a fourteen to ten game. Yes, this is the game. So it was December sixth, twenty twenty one. New England Patriots. It was in Buffalo. New England won fourteen to ten. Mac Jones was two for three for nineteen yards. We could do they that. had 220, where is it? 222 rushing yards, 46 rushing attempts. Yeah. Yeah, that's like we a could game do that. from the 1950s, man. Yeah, we could do that easily and possibly beat, beat the Packers. But the, the Rams, wait, the Rams don't have a running back right now. So that's the issue. Gotcha. Who is their lead back, anyways? Because uh, they had that, what, Kyron name? Williams after they got rid of uh, no, but he's Akers. hurt. Yeah, he's well, hurt. that's that's what I mean. If he was healthy, he was the guy. I don't know who who came in. Yeah, it, it's obviously it's no nobody. Yeah, it's. It's Daryl Henderson Jr. Okay. Yeah, he's still rolling with them. Who career and he's in his uh, fifth season. 19, 20, 21, 22, 23. Yes, fifth season. In his career he doesn't even have 2,000 yards rushing. He's rushed the ball in five seasons. He's had 
80. Boy, he's been in the league for five years, man. So good for him. 80, 80, <laughs> five years. He's, if you count this as a full season, which it's not, I know. So four, four and a half. So he's had, he's had like 80, he's had, had like 90 rushes a season. Okay. So he's like a low man on the totem pole, but still kind of getting some action. Yeah. And his chains of the chain, the, other running back there is Royce Freeman oh, or yeah. Zach Evans. Who was his Royce Freeman? Like 60 by now? Yeah, he's just a savvy old veteran, man, that's hanging on to spots. Yeah. He's only in his sixth season. Wow. Yeah, I would have thought it would have been like his fucking 10th year, man. I'm surprised that you said that. Only sixth? Yeah, he was drafted in 2018. But he has total – he's in his sixth year, and he has less rushing yards than Daryl Henderson. Oh, in his man. Career. Yeah. Wow. And he's been a journeyman, dude. Henderson. You know, he was Denver, and then I don't know where else he's been, but uh, Houston, I want to say, for a minute. Um, yes, he was with Houston. You, you're correct. So here, here's – in Denver, he had 130 and 100, 130 rushes, and then 132 rushes. Since then, he has not had more than 41 rushes in a season. 35, 21, 35, 41, 33. Okay. And 33 is this year, so he might exceed that. Which is his highest rushing season with the first two since since his first two seasons in in Denver he hasn't eclipsed 200 yards rushing in, a, in an entire season. Gotcha. And I think that's the same thing with um, Daryl Henderson where he has he had two years it with the Rams where he had he hasn't he hasn't got had more than 700 yards rushing in the season and he had two years with the Rams where he had. 624 and 688 and then the rest he was less he was right around two to three hundred gotcha gotcha so i mean it's you need a better running back to do that yeah and there's guys out there they just got to uh put a little pressure on the gm to go make some moves man yeah but they're pretty strapped for for cash well, I know, but you don't have to pay running backs these days, right? So, right, but I don't think they even have. I I don't know if they have any room. Okay. On, under their cap. No room in the fake cap. Okay. Yeah, it's kind of hard to manipulate the cap mid-season. But I digress. All right, man. Any any other thoughts for um? No, I'm good on the power rankings, man. Why don't you take us the game picks? All right. So last week, we had one of our better weeks. I picked up a game on, on, on you. Yay. You, out of 14 games, I got 11 right. You got 10 right. That's total for me for 73 correct picks. You have 82 correct picks through the season. I'm good for 54%. You're at 60%. Um, last night I kind of mentioned, I forgot 
forgot to run my model on the game till after it started and it was too late. Uh, you were on Chicago. I was on the Panthers. I obviously Chicago Chicago won. So um, give you another point. And then first F, first game of the weekend we have is the Colts at the Patriots. What a lovely game this will be. In uh, Frankfurt, right? I'm sorry. You're right. It is in Frankfurt. I forgot about that. It's a terrible game. <laughs> um, I don't know what the fuck to say about this game, really. Like, Mac Jones can't play quarterback. Gardner Minshew's slightly better. Yeah. But not really doing well. JC, JC Jackson's staying home. Um, probably, probably it's going to be a game where New England's going to basically stop the run because they don't trust Gardner Minshew and try to make Gardner Minshew beat them. But it's not going to be a good game. My model has it as a 21 to 19 victory. For Indianapolis, um, I think both teams' seasons are cooked, so I'm just not going to... It's not something I'm willing to override. Oh, gotcha. You had the Patriots on the file you sent me, so you're taking the Colts. I said New England, 21-19. Oh, man, I'm, I must be losing it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, if I if I didn't say New England twenty one, no, you pr you probably did. I, I maybe I was just uh, distracted there. Okay, yes, yeah, so you're on the Patriots. Yeah, I'm on the Patriots. I <laughs> I don't have faith in either of these teams. Yeah, really. No, I I agree, man. And I've got uh, I've got New England winning by seven, which is it's too much. But this is it's it's we've seen this all year in my model where. I, I dial down some of the ratings and it still ends up being too strong. And so uh, I actually wouldn't be surprised if the Colts beat them. That's how bad the Patriots have been playing. Uh, but I'm going to stick with the model here and I'm going to go with the Patriots. Uh, we'll keep our fingers crossed. We'll see what happens. All right. Then we have the Cleveland Browns at the Baltimore Ravens. This kind of was a what-the-fuck pick on, in my model, but it's not for the reasons you, you would instantly think. Okay. Um, I think Cleveland, Cleveland has... It, these, it's, I thought, think it's going to be a defensive battle. These are two <coughs> of the best defenses in the league. Yeah, yeah Baltimore's offense has been playing better than um, Cleveland's offense. Um, Deshaun Wat Watson more than likely is back. I say more than likely because I don't Yeah, trust I mean, he was him. back last week. He should be sticking to it, yeah. but you never know. He he's, was, he's been he, was, he was back like three weeks ago. Yeah. And then Highly sus. For two weeks. It's, it's very sus. Very, 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 very suspect if he, if he will play. Um, in my opinion, I just don't trust him. I think Baltimore is the better team, and I, I, I would have thought that Baltimore would have <laughs> light edge over the Ravens and and then you see the line which was six and a half which 
surprised me. Okay. But, and then my model had Baltimore winning by 14. Gotcha. Which, which that's in my what the fuck, like, that seems a little bit high for as good of a defense as Cleveland has. And a divisional 20, game, and, too. Yeah. And a divisional game. So, but I'm on, I'm on Baltimore for that game. Yeah, so I've got Baltimore as well here, and my model's really tight here. It's got it as two points in Baltimore's favor, uh, which I, I'm probably due to boost some of their defensive stats, to be honest. Uh, but still, I think, like we talked about, it's a divisional game. Watson is supposed to play. Um, it could be one of these dogfights, man. And so, um, you know, but I'm taking Baltimore either way. Next, uh, let me let me double check this actually because sure okay yeah my notes are are different. Next up we have Houston at Cincinnati. I have to find my Houston notes because I did it in the wrong fucking order. Um, I would initially say say that this could be a trap game for Cincinnati simply because of the fact that they do play next Thursday against Baltimore. I think they're at Baltimore next Thursday. But coming off the game that C.J. Stroud just had, yeah, it's hard to say that Cincinnati wouldn't overlook them, especially since the Texans... The Texans are 4-4. Four and four. Wow. I don't, think, I don't think that clicked in my head. There. Um... So, the Bengals have won their last five games since since their last five games they've won by very they've all been close games. I'm not going to do the math on it. It's it's their total winning margin is plus. Okay, never mind. I I it's plus nine and a half per game. I. I thought I had like plus like nine. Sure. So like they've won the last five, but it was plus they've won by about nine and a half points per game. Um, Texans are good. Texans are four and one against the spread as an underdog. It's a six and a half point spread. When I model it out, I have it have it right there. I have it as a 23 to 17 victory for Cincinnati. It's hard for me to imagine that Cincinnati will overlook um, Houston. And the other thing, an interesting thing I heard this week, and we kind of say this, but I actually heard a real analyst say this, that when it comes to the Bengals, you just have to always overlook the first month of the season. Yeah, I mean, you know, Burrow had the injury this year. You know, yeah, that's but the excuse for them. It's kind of like a blanket statement to, to kind yeah. of just look past the first month of the season because they always okay. start slow. And yeah. they seem to be hitting their stride. Yeah, Higgins is out. But they still got Boyd. They got Boyd. Boyd's probably going to be their number one because there's a high, ch high chance that Jamar Chase is going to be out too. Oh well, yeah. If Chase is out, that's then then you're starting to have issues, yeah. But I'm gonna 
they're one of two teams that have won their last or have won have been undefeated since week five. Yeah. <clears throat> I say it's going to continue, and Cincinnati wins the game. Yeah, I'm taking Cincinnati. I think the injuries are going to be a little bit of a concern. Um, but, yeah, I, I'm with you. I don't think that they can overlook Houston with the way Houston played last week. Um, you know, that put them squarely on the map. And then uh, I think Cincinnati at 5-3, and three, you know, they just can't take their foot off the pedal anyhow because they're still chasing the Ravens now, who they play next week, I believe, right? And so um, – you know, I, I just think that they gotta, they gotta, they gotta fight this one out, and I think they're gonna win. So I've got Cincinnati taking this one. My model has it as a wide spread, but I didn't take Chase out and I didn't take Higgins out, uh, and I also haven't properly boosted some of the guys on Houston yet. So uh, my spread's not like a great indicator, but it still heat map wise would be in Cincinnati's favor. Next, next we have the Niners. At the Jaguars. Interestingly, while the, the Niners have kind of been on decline, they're coming off a bye. Hopefully, they got things right on the bye. Um, the tackles for Jacksonville have allowed, Jacksonville's allowed 19 sacks this season. 10 of those 19, more than half of the sacks allowed by Jacksonville this season are result of their tackle play um, between Anton Harrison and Cam Robinson. Um, they've allowed, Anton Harrison and Cam Robinson combined have allowed 10 sacks this season of the 19. Jeez. Uh, also, interestingly, an interesting fact that I found looking at, looking at the games this year and working on my, trying to work on adjusting my model is the Jaguars are four and O versus teams that entered that game with a winning record and they have also only allowed in those four games, they've only allowed fourteen point three points per game. Okay. <sighs> With all that said, my model has San Francisco winning this game. I think, I think it's it's a closer game than my model predicted. I also I think San Francisco is writing the sh- is is able is able to write the ship a little bit at least for one week, and yeah. and beat Jacksonville. Yeah, I'm with you, man. I got to take San Francisco here. My heat map is entirely green for San Francisco except at quarterback where Trevor Lawrence gets the edge at quarterback. Um, I just, uh, yeah, I got to believe that the the 49ers defense is going to be locked in for this game and their offense knows they can't be making mistakes like they've done in these past few. Uh, And I know it's on the road, but they're coming off a bye. So that's important here uh, is a factor in this game. So I'm taking the 49ers as well, man. All right. Next game we have is the Saints at the Vikings. (sighs) 
my initial uh, my initial thought on this game was Minnesota could hide the, ride the hot hand with Josh Jobs. Like Josh Jobs <laughs> came in, he has a, he beat you know just beat Atlanta, and he has another NFC South opponent to go against. Didn't Arizona already play? Did did Arizona play New Orleans this year? No, I'm not sure. Give me a second. For some yeah, reason, yeah, check it out. Yeah, I'd give you a take on on Dobbs. What game am I remembering? I swear <laughs> I'm remembering a a game, but so they play the North. I feel like the Rams coming up. So then I'm wondering who who Arizona play, played that I'm remembering. I, I just dropped something. Give me a second. Yeah. Anyways, you know, I think the key. I think there's a possibility that Minnesota could win this game. I really, really do. I wouldn't be surprised if Minnesota won, won the game. But I can't ride Dobbs, who's only been there now for two oh, years. Yeah. If you remember. The, if you remember, we talked about it a little bit earlier where Baker Mayfield came in, um, hadn't hadn't taken a snap with the first-team offense and, right after the tr- being traded to the Rams and beat whoever. The following week, they lost. Yeah. I think that it's kind, it's kind of, kind of a little kind bit of, of pattern. A, that kind of pattern where, okay, now we know what the offense – is going to look like with him, or he has, like, he didn't really have much this week to think about, so he's not overcomplicating things. And I think with the week of practice, he might overcomplicate things to try to, and might might overcomplicate things a little bit. So I'm going to go with New Orleans. My model has New Orleans winning. It's one I considered overriding. But I'm going to stick with New Orleans because I don't trust Minnesota sure. right now. Yeah, so I'm taking Minnesota, and I'm kind of surprised that my model is picking them to win. I would have thought it would have been the other way, but um, I'm going to stick with the model. I, I like Dobbs. I like what he's, you know, he came in and got the surprise win, but he was also sneaky good in Arizona with very little time to get that playbook under his belt. And so. Um, you know, my models basically got it as a coin toss. It's a really close game. Uh, but I'm going to take the, I'm going to take the Vikings, man. I I don't have a lot, (laughs) I'm going to have a lot of faith in the saints either. So it's kind of like, you know, uh, the lesser of the two evils, I guess, is I'm going to take the Vikings here. Next up, we have the Packers at the Steelers. And this is one I'm actually overriding on my model. Um, when you look at this game, I don't, I don't have any faith in. Wait, is something just occurred to me? I don't think it's the case. Kenny Pickett's not not injured. He he like. No, he'll why? be playing. He he did get hurt, but he. Um... Yeah, I think that's like, I remembering him get get hurt, and like if it's a Mitchell Trubisky game, then. 
then I might have changed that. But for some reason, I was thinking, oh, he was hurt. Or there was a question, but I'm just flashing back to next last week, I think it was. Um, the Packers have, lost, have not won in Pittsburgh since 1970. What? Holy cow. Um, yeah, okay, they don't play... Yeah, not a, they don't play year. often. I get it, but yeah. Um, they've lost. They've lost five. Packers have also lost five straight to Pittsburgh. I want to see how many times, how many games that 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 is against Pittsburgh. Uh, Packers for Steelers history. So the last time they played was at Green Bay. Okay, so the last time they played in Pittsburgh was 2017. The time before that was 2009. Okay. So every eight years. That, time before that was 1998. Oh, geez. Okay. Bef- the game before that one was 1986. Not before often. that was 1980. I- I'm just talking about at Pittsburgh. Yeah. And then, so the last time Green Bay won at Pittsburgh was December 6, 1970. Um, Green Bay lost, has lost two, three. Last three against Pittsburgh, but that's 21, 17, and 20, and 13. I just think Pittsburgh is the better team, and my, my model has it as a field goal, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Pittsburgh and override my model on it, but I wouldn't be surprised if Pittsburgh. So your model has the Packers winning? Yeah, my model has the Packers winning. Okay. But yeah, you're taking the Steelers. I'm I'm taking the Steelers because I don't trust my model. Yeah. Yeah, no, I've got got the Steelers winning in my model. But um, yeah, I mean, I think... I think it's a dogfight of a game. A low-scoring, low-offensive output. And I think those are the kind of games that Tomlin has shown. Uh, he's got really good control over, you know, fighting them out to the end and getting those wins. And so I like Pittsburgh here, especially because it's in Pittsburgh, too. All right. And then we have the Tennessee Titans at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So this is a one-point spread. And against the Buccaneers, the Titans are 7-0-1 against the spread. I have no faith in Baker Mayfield at all. Yeah, that means I'm putting faith in Will Levis, but my model has, has Levis rated fairly low. And it still has Tennessee winning by a touchdown. I I don't think there's much interest to this game besides 
does Tampa Bay's defense, who just put allowed 470 <laughs> passing yards, do they fix it, or is it more of the same this this week? I think it's possibly more of the same this week, but not as many touchdowns because Tennessee tends to get more rushing touchdowns than passing touchdowns. Oh yeah, yeah with the exception of two Henry. weeks ago. Yeah, with the exception of two weeks ago when Levis threw for threw four pa- passing touchdowns. I'm I'm on Tennessee on this one. I'm considering making that my I considered making it my survivor pick, but I don't. Tampa Bay is too hot and cold yeah. to make that. Them, yeah, I'd be a risking one. I got you. Uh, yeah, and my model has this as a coin toss. It's got it less than a point. It actually has it going to Tampa Bay, uh, but I'm taking Tennessee because I think if I adjust my model uh, for you know Levis kind of overperforming and some things for you know what I would expect you know the ratings to be, I think it would just shift the needle just a little bit in Tennessee's favor. Uh, and so, yeah, I'm going to take it. I, I'm with you. I don't have a lot of faith in Baker. Um, you know, it was tough going into the season. We talked about it. Tampa Bay uh, loaded on defense and then loaded at wide receiver. And, you know, the potential was there for Baker to surprise people to the upside. Uh, but history told us it wasn't likely to happen. And, you know, history seems to be the winner in this case. So, uh, yeah, I'm taking the Titans, man. All right. Next up, we have probably the shittiest game of the week. Um, the Atlanta Falcons at the Arizona Cardinals. So my model has it as the spread is two favorite Atlanta's favored by two by two. And my model has Atlanta winning by two points. Okay. If first of all, Based on the last five games for Atlanta, this will be the trend is showing that this is going to be a, if Atlanta wins, it's going to be a one point victory because they are 0 5 against the spread um, in their past five games as a favorite, and they're 1 5 against the spread this season. In fact, since 2018, Atlanta is. 13 and 26 against the spread as a favorite. Okay. And one and five against the spread was as a favorite also. Kyler Murray's coming back, and you would think that that swings it to Arizona's f- favor. But you also have to remember that Kyler Murray hasn't played for a year. Yeah, shake some rust off. He's got to shake that rust off. Um, also, interesting, interesting fact about this game that I found was over the last 16 games, Arizona is 1-15. and 15. If they lose this game to become 1-16, and 16, they will be the first team to go 1-16 in, in a 17-game stretch since... 19. Oh, that's the last time that Arizona did that was 1946. Okay. 
And they weren't Arizona with the franchise because I believe yeah. they were in Chicago in 46. I'm on Atlanta hesitantly. On Atlanta, very yeah. hesitantly. No, it, yeah, it's it's a tough game to pick. And I'm going with the Cardinals. Um, my model actually is favoring Atlanta, but Atlanta has underperformed so much in recent weeks. And Arizona, yeah, I know Murray's got to shake off the rust and he's, you know, there's some work to do coming back. But uh, Arizona, conversely, in my model, has outperformed all year long. And even though they've only got the one win, they've kept games a lot closer than my model would have expected. And so I have to just kind of like from the hip sort of like make these adjustments. And, um, you know, for me, the narrative is going to go in the favor of the Cardinals. And so I'm going to take them here. Uh, Next, we have the Lions at the Chargers. Oh, I'm so excited to go to this fucking game. (laughs) Um, The Chargers. Hint, hint. Name that stadium. <laughs> the Chargers have not lost the turnover battle in 11 games. The longest active streak in the NFL. Um, wow. I never would have guessed that. Yeah. I would never have guessed that either. Uh, Mike Williams, Josh Palmer are hurt. Uh, I think Williams is out and Palmer's questionable. Paul, I, I haven't looked at, at at that. I just have have the note that they're hurt, so they're going to be doing a lot of relying on Quentin Johnson. Johnston. With the Lions under Dan Campbell in November or later, the Lions are sixteen and three against the spread. Including nine and one last year. My model has the Chargers winning by twenty by one point, twenty-one to twenty. But come on, I can't fucking pick against yeah. the Lions in the game I'm fucking going to. <laughs> I'm picking the Lions, overriding the model. I'm with you. I'm I'm overriding my model as well. I've got the Chargers winning by four, uh, but in in listen, you know I I overrode my model with the Lions beating Baltimore, and that blew up in my face. Uh, you know they are coming off a bye week, which I think helps. You know they are going on the road though, which kind of hurts. Um, the other thing that kind of hurts them too is. Um, Brandon Staley used to coach against Goff in practice when they were at the Rams. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, so he's got some inside knowledge on his tendencies and whatnot. Um, yeah, I, I think it's an uphill battle for Detroit, but you know I've got them higher in my power rankings for a reason, and I am going to drink some of that Kool-Aid. Uh, if it does blow up on me like it did against Baltimore, well, then I got to reevaluate where I'm at with the Lions on my board. But uh, we'll cross that bridge come Monday, my friend. Uh, next up, we have a game that we don't even really need to talk about. 
the Giants at the Cowboys. A couple interesting oh, facts about gosh, the game yeah. that I could could say is following a loss, the Cowboys are ten and one since the start of the twenty twenty one season. In fact, in those games, they have outscored their opponents. In those games, that in those ten and one games, um, or those eleven games, after a loss, they have outscored their opponents thirty two point by average thirty two point four to sixteen point three, and are plus seventeen in with turnover differential. Last time they lost consecutive games was in twenty twenty one. Um, the Giants fucking blow. I have it as a 36-6 victory for Dallas, but I don't know if there's much more, unless you want to do a deep dive into <laughs> how how the Giants score six points in this game. No, I'm not even going to look at my heat map or anything, man. you you got to take Dallas. You cannot take the Giants in this game. So, uh, and, and hey, crazy shit happens. That's why they say any given Sunday, whatever. But, you know, the probabilities here are uh, highly, highly in the favor of Dallas. So I'm taking the Cowboys, man. Uh, next up, we have the Washington Commanders at the Seahawks. Why do I keep dropping shit today? Fucking Butterfingers. I don't know, dude. I don't know. Yeah, the the Commanders are coming off a win. <laughs> Sam Howell's looked better. The spread on this game is six and a half. The, like, on the road. Yeah, 12th man is tough in Seattle. For fantasy, this would be a good Geno Smith game. On average, the commanders are allowing the second most points per game. For against a quarterback, uh, Don't my model has it has it as a close game, but a twenty to fourteen win for Seattle, and I'm just going with that. Yeah, I got to take Seattle. My heat map is almost all on Seattle's favor. Uh, I would say. The one thing I would be cautious about is that the trenches are slightly in Washington's favor in my heat map. Uh, And we know that if you can win in the trenches, you can at least keep that game close. But I still think in Seattle, 12th man, uh, ultimately the Seahawks get the win here. Next up we have... This is the Sunday night game. Jesus Christ. The New York Jets at the Las Vegas Raiders. Two (laughs) franchises going nowhere. Yeah. Two quarterbacks that will probably combine for less than 300 passing yards in this game. I could see that. I could see that. Caesar Sportsbook. How do we put that in? The Jets have... A total of eight offensive touchdowns this season. <coughs> I know, dude. It's so bad. Somehow, my model has the Jets winning this game by about a touchdown. 
I didn't have the time to do a, a little bit deeper dive looking into this game. So for now, I'm going against or I'm going with my model. Um, yeah. I might look at it a little bit more. Yeah, so my model's basically a toss-up. And, you know, when I when I defer to my board, my board would take the Jets here, but it's really close. I've got the Jets at 16. I've got the Raiders at 18 on my board. Uh, it is at Las Vegas, and I do have a home field advantage factor. And so I think that that just like ever so slightly puts it in their favor in my mind. Uh, but... I could see it going either way, to be honest. And so I'm, I'm just going to take the Raiders and keep my fingers crossed, see what happens, man. Now we're on to the Monday night game. That was something I forgot about the news of the week. So when I see the Broncos, it reminds me. We were talking about the number one pick and Caleb Williams being the number one pick in the draft. Every I'm seeing a lot of... Well, two things. One, a news article I said, like, you remember Peyton Hillis? I think it was cut was cut by the Raiders. Somebody was cut by the Raiders, and the reason they were he they were cut is because Josh McDaniels thought his girlfriend or wife had a crush on him. Okay. Which I, I'm gonna have to find that and send send that to you. It was, it was it was a running back. I thought it was Peyton Hillis. I don't think he's been in the league in a few years, man. But anyways, the other, yes. When Peyton Hillis was with the Broncos and Josh McDaniels was with the Broncos. Okay, Josh all right, going to the Broncos. Got, I thought you were talking about with the Raiders. I'm like, dude, I don't, you know. But yeah, go ahead. <laughs> Josh McDaniels got rid of Peyton Hillis when he was with the Broncos because he thought, his, Josh McDaniels thought his wife was attracted to Peyton Hillis. Oh, oh, not a good situation. The other thing I saw this week... Insecure. (laughs) Yeah. The other thing I saw this week was dealing with... it, It just popped in my mind when I thought about the Russell... or when I thought about Russell Wilson. And the, Bron- and the Broncos. The other thing I saw this week is rumor has it that the Bears are going to make a strong push to trade for Russell Wilson this offseason. Wow, that'd be wild, dude. Well, it's because the Bears organization and the leadership there and the coach, the what's his name, Ryan Poles, doesn't know what the fuck he is doing. That would be such and, a bad move, man. And, and instead of trying to and having to rebuild, he he's going to throw the hail mary to with a veteran, uh, with a veteran, and hope it sticks. Anyways, Denver fucking sucks this year, but Buffalo is playing down to 
the teams they play. And specifically, Josh Allen is playing down to the teams they play. Yeah. Um, I don't... With that said, I don't see Denver even being in this game. Uh, I have it as a 29 to 10 victory for Buffalo. And again, like we can talk about, talk about how does Buffalo score or how does Denver score 10 points? Uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, well, they're coming off a bye. Maybe they'll have a little pep in the step or whatever. I don't know, but, uh, (laughs) no, I, I, I'm with you, man. I mean, Buffalo should win this game. They are definitely playing down to their opponents. Uh, but, you know, having just lost to Cincinnati, I think that they, um, you know, they know they got to tighten it up and they got to win this one. And so, um, you know, heat map wise, it's almost all Buffalo. Um, you know, there's a little bit in the defense for Denver in the secondary, but um, man, I just, uh, I, you know, and I, I actually, I, I tell you what, looking at my heat map, I could have argued earlier in the year, maybe Sean Payton and some of the coaching on Denver got a little bit of an edge, but. You can't say that now, man. You, you definitely mm-hmm. can't say that. They've tarnished their reputations. Uh, and so I'm I'm going Buffalo without a doubt here. And we have Thursday night next week is the Bengals at the Ravens. Early analysis has my model has Baltimore winning in a close game. I think. I think I would consider overriding it if it was Cincinnati, but I just I think right now, and it's this information from this week will will help me actually decide my pick. But I have the early edge to Baltimore in the game. I got you. Yeah, and I'm I'm taking Cincinnati. Um, I did peek ahead my model by one week. And it does have Cincinnati winning, even though I've got Baltimore higher in my power rankings and the game is in Baltimore. Uh, And so for right now, I'm going to stick with my model. I'm going to take Cincinnati. Like you're saying, we got to get past this weekend. They've got some injury and stuff like that going on. And so uh, Mm -hmm. once we have a more clear picture, we can always come back and reevaluate. But, yeah, I'm taking the Bengals for now. And that's the game's that's that's the picture for the week. Do you have any final thoughts on them? I do not. All right. So then, question of the week. Floor is all yours. Well, thank you, good sir. Uh, yeah. So for question of the week, you know, I think that this is super early to be calling it, but I want to get your opinion. Uh, we've talked earlier about Josh Dobbs and how he came in last week very unexpectedly and was the savior for the Vikings in that game. Um, you know, Kirk Cousins, he's got the Achilles injury going into free agency. I just want your opinion. Do you think Josh Dobbs ends up being the week one starter for the Vikings next year? And while you're thinking about it, I'll just tell you, I thought it was really strange that so many of the players were wearing Kirk Cousins t-shirts at the game last week. Uh, trying to pump him up, talking about bringing him back, even though they know he's a free agent, he's got the injury, blah, 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 blah. 
I, I do think a lot of those players look at him as a leader, and I think that that's great. But it's public knowledge that the team has basically perpetually blamed him for their lack of success, which in my opinion is garbage. I think you share mm-hmm. that opinion. Uh, I just don't see a scenario where Cousins would want to come back to that environment, whether the players are trying to get him back or not. And then I go beyond that, and I look at what happened with Dobbs and how much their head coach freaking celebrated that victory with Dobbs. I think that's kind of like a way of like maybe setting the tone and trying to like draw players in to embrace him because they may be looking at, Hey, if he can keep up that success, maybe if he even goes 500 the rest of the way this year, that's enough for them to be like, wow, this guy, give him a full off season with us, this, that he's the man. And so, um, I think that they're going to try and do it, dude. I, I think it's super early to call it. Anything can happen, but, uh, I don't think cousins is the guy. I think there's a better shot that Dobbs is, man. I a hundred percent, I want to play devil's advocate on that, but I can't. I've been saying for two years now that the front office in Minnesota is is looking to get rid of uh, Cousins. Yeah. Um, I, I think, and I said last week that I thought potentially they had their had traded for a franchise quarterback or their next quarterback, their bridge quarterback, when they made that trade. That's why I picked it as um, the most impactful trade of, yeah. of at the trade deadline. I, I've been saying all year that if Josh Dobbs had talent around him, Arizona would probably have more wins because he's. I think he's been playing really good this year. And Arizona, the reason Arizona traded Dobbs was 100% because of the fact that they did Get not want any controversy. They didn't want any controversy there. Do I think Dobbs is a the week one starter in Minnesota? I think it's it's highly likely based on the factors. Even if Minnesota brings Cousins back, the question is is he is he going to be ready for Week One anyways? Okay, that's a good point. All right, well, hey, no, I, I like your assessment, and yeah, I mean, super early, so hard to tell, but sometimes these are the best questions to jump on them early. So, yeah. Um, all right, cool. Well, hey, you know, just like name that stadium, maybe we'll get some takers on our question of the week. And uh, if not, no big deal. The show goes on, right? So it is what it is. Uh, that's all I got for the show, man. You got any closing thoughts? Anything you want to hit on? I don't think so. Okay. Well, I hey, man. Our... It was... Yeah, it was a good time. Uh, we'll cut it off here. Anybody who's watching, we hope you liked it. If you did, thumbs up us or like us or whatever. And if you haven't already, please subscribe to the show. James, my man, I'll catch you later. All right, sounds good. Great Iron Grinder. Hut, hut, hike.